0: If you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to the book of Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to be looking at verses 17 through 32, but I'm not going to read all those verses and then go back and uh, talk about them, so we're just going to do it as we come to them, all right? Um, in thinking about this sermon, ways we need to grow up. Um, I thought about, uh, it's a wonderful thing to be able to grow up. But I'm not so sure it's a wonderful thing to grow old, okay? Uh, Some of us know how that is, uh, that parts don't work like they used to work. um, And we try to rub on these creams and uh, do all this stuff and get shots and what have you, and all it is is a Um, Band-Aid. It just won't last, okay? So it's wonderful to grow up. I remember when I was young, I couldn't wait to get here and to get there and get this and get that. And, and even this week, uh, one of the members at that church down there said, you know, when I was a boy, I thought Christmas would never come. And said, my mother said, son, you just wait because before you leave this world, if you get old, he said, they'll come Quicker. Uh, And I told somebody, you know, life is like a roll of toilet paper. Hello? The smaller the roll, the faster it goes, right? I mean, life's just that away. You're just wheeling it away. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Well, when I think about this, you know, um, God is pleased with growth. You know, us, when we think about our parents, Uh, Cody and Anna over here with this little tiny uh, baby boy you know they're going to be looking for the first smile they're going to be looking for the first tooth they're going to be looking for the first word they're going to be looking for the first step all the first things and when I thought about being from a baby on up to that peak and you start dropping off then you begin to lose this and you begin to lose that Instead of walking like this, we're walking like this, and then we're just easing along. Um, That's just life. That's just how life goes. But as we grow uh, on the spiritual side, there's some areas in all of our lives where we need to grow up. Okay? We just need to get over this whining and griping, and I don't like this, and who's doing that, and you know... I'm tired of it, okay? Hello? I'm too old to have to listen to whining and griping among the folk. All right? Now, I'm not going to tell you not to do it because you're going to do it in spite of who you are. But there are some principles on the physical as well as on the spiritual side I want us to take note of. And they're all found right here in in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians that Paul, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God, wrote these things down for me, and I want to give them to you, and I want you and I to put them into practice, okay? Ways we need to grow up. First of all, the Bible says we don't need to walk like the gentiles walked and Brandon's going to put up verse 17 and we're going to look at that verse together of chapter four it says this i say therefore and testify in the lord that ye henceforth the words from now on Walk not as the other Gentiles walk, the lost crowd, in the vanity, in other words, they don't care, of their mind. Now he's asking us, uh, that, you, see there is a difference in, in uh, the, the lost crowd and the saved crowd in the way we walk, in the way we talk. In the places we go and the actions that we take, in fact, if you're writing, second uh, Corinthians 5:17 says, "Therefore, if any man, if any woman, if any boy, if any girl, be in Christ." In other words, saved, you are, I am a new creation. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become brand new. I think of this little baby boy. I mean, you know, what can it see? When you look into those little eyes, what do they see? Uh, you know, and they start ooing and a and whatever. And, you know, as we leave this world, we do the same way. Little ones slobber, us old folks slobber. You know, it's just how it is. You just, we just slobber. You know, it's part of our makeup. If, if we weren't made up, that can you? Have you ever heard of a dry mouth? Hey, I'm thankful for tears. I'm thankful for slobber. Hey, I wake up in the night, I've been breathing through my mouth, and my throat feels like a has sliced it open, and I'm, I'm gasping for breath, and I, I need a drink of water. You know, and, and hey, he can't tell you when he needs a drink of water. And a lot of times we're going to get to the point in our life we can't say, I need a drink of water. Just a drink of water to satisfy this dry throat. Um, We don't need to walk after the prince of the power of darkness. That's the devil, by the way. And he is very much alive and he will control your and my walk. If we allow him to. So we need to grow up and walk the walk that the Bible says walk. And talk the talk that the Bible says talk. Secondly. We're going to look at verse 26. First. Put that up please ma'am. Be ye angry and sin not. And then he says let not. The sun go down upon your wrath. other words, what I wrote for number two of this sermon is don't go to bed mad. You won't sleep good. The sun will go down. You mark it. I mean, the earth is turning, okay? And the sun will go down. And the Bible says don't let the sun go down on your wrath. other words, get all anger out. Settled. Get all arguments settled before you go to bed lest you not sleep all night and you face it again the next morning. Some folks are just naturally angry. They're mad at the world. You can tell by looking at them. They're mad at the world. You know, I think sometimes you'd be better off dead if you saved. <laughs> you'd be better off out of the picture. Some, some adults just enjoy pitching a fit and throwing a spell. That man it's like to do it, you know. This to seem like the, it seems like to me what I have seen, uh, they just want to show authority. But then on the other hand you have some adults that just want to suck. You know. Just, just be just be sloppy about it. And then some folk will give you the silent treatment. They won't say a word. I feel like getting right on their back and say, let me wind you up and then push your button. Now go ahead and talk to me. i am got nothing to say to you. Well, I'm glad because what you was going to say probably wasn't worth anything anyhow. You know, we don't need to go to bed mad. We need to get our differences settled. Now, you do what you want to with that care card, but I hope you put things on there that are positive. I hope you put things on there. People that are lost need to be prayed for. People that are sick need to be visited. But if there's something you got to grind the axe about with me, write it on the card, and I'll bring my axe, and we'll grind them together, okay? I mean that. Uh, you know, we, we just need to grow up. A third thing. No, excuse me. I need to read verse 32. I'm sorry. When we talk about, Don't go to bed mad. Verse 32 says, how should we handle these people that give us a silent treatment and and, and just, you know, they don't care. It says, and be kind one to another. Be kind. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. Even as Christ, even as God for Christ's sake give forgiven you. In other words, what he's saying to me is, if I can't forgive you who I see and who I hear, God is not going to forgive me whom I have never seen. Hello? I mean, it's time we forgive. You don't have to like it. But you got to love. And if you can't forgive, then you got a problem. Thirdly, We're talking about ways we need to grow up. Put up verse 27. uh, And let's read 27 and 28. All right. That's real simple. Don't give the devil a place. Just don't give him a place. Don't give him a place at your table. Don't give him a place in your transportation. Don't give him a place beside you in the church. He don't need a place. What it says, don't give him play. And, and then verse 28 says, let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. That ought, we ought to hang that on all our doors, you know, so when the thief shows up, hey, this is Bible, this is Scripture. So the third point is don't steal. Shoplifting, that's stealing. Taking things from our employers, that's stealing. And then the Bible is very plain, certainly don't steal from God. And they asked the question there in in the book of Malachi 3.10, "Where, where have we stole from you? And he's very short, very plain, very simple. He said in tithes and offerings you're not tithing you're stealing that's the bottom line i didn't say it's what the bible says a christian we as christians should give and give generously not only of our monies but of our time give of our time you know what what is my time worth my goodness i've just put here this today and whatever i can give of my physical body i'm willing to do that it's okay our time our tithe but then our talent, many of you are blessed beyond measure with different talents. And you're not using them for the glory of God. He's, well, I'm, I'm over and I'm done. And, hey, you're not over and done until the, somebody says, hey, he's expired. He, he's, it's over with. He's gone. Then you can say, okay, it is over with. But don't steal, all right? Let's give at a fourth thing right quick. A ways that we need to grow up. Now this next one is is a tough one. Verse 29 and verse 31 says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, lifting up that it may minister grace unto the hearers. And in verse 31 says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. In other words, things you might want to do to harm others. Put it away. Get rid of it. So the, the, the fourth thing is we need to guard our tongue, okay? That's the biggest problem I got with this entire body. The biggest problem I got. Now I want to share something with you. I shall not call names, but I'm going to tell you what I heard. And what I heard come from a very, very reliable source. We got some people that have left our fellowship. Miffed and mad and slobbering at the mouth like a mad dog. And you know what they're doing? They're running our church down. Now, I want to caution you. I want to tell you this. If you hear of any of that, just tell them, Said, look, if you don't have anything good to say about First Baptist, best thing you can do is keep your tongue between your lips. But some people still got wind in their jaws and they got to let it out, okay? Well, they better not let it out to me. They had not come to me personally, but when it does, I will wring their britches, okay? I'm talking, I'm going to wring it out. You ain't got nothing good to say about this outfit Then don't come back Get out of here We don't have room for tumble. You know what tumble is though Who knows what tumbell is Come on give me a hand Y'all are What's wrong with y'all It was tumble when I was up in that And then it became Bermuda grass You can't get rid of tumbell <laughs> Well we got some tumbells That have left here And they're stirring up things out in the community, okay? And they need to keep their mouth to the self. You know, there is such a thing as lockjaw. <laughs> I wouldn't pray that on nobody. I wouldn't pray laryngitis on nobody. Literally, I wouldn't. But it's time that these people got saved. I'll I put this like I think got saved. If they were, they wouldn't be running down God's house with God's people. You know, I I'm, I don't know. Hey, hello. You know, we're judged by our words. By the way, the Bible says we will give an account of every idle word. Idle words. I've always heard. If you can't say something good about somebody, just don't say nothing. Just don't say nothing. James says that this tongue is a deadly poison. Deadly poison. The word corrupt, there in verse 29, it means rotten. It means spoiled. You know what rotten meat smells like, don't you? How about a rotten tater? Or worse than that, a rotten onion. You know, we got some. They have withdrew themselves from the bag, okay? Psalm 1914 said, let the words of my mouth these words and the meditations of my heart be acceptable to God be acceptable to God not, not to somebody else um, God's watching God's listening in the sight oh Lord that's where my strength comes from because he is my redeemer and that's where it all comes from I need to guard my tongue literally Now, again, if uh, using our tongue is for edifying and helping, then I think we need to do that. We need to use it properly. Properly. This happened. Brother Mac, did you have William Willingham in Fruitland? Okay, I don't know if he shared this story with your class or not, but he was one of our speech teachers. And when he was a young boy, he had an accident. He fell and literally bit over half of his tongue completely off. He tells the story that they grabbed him up and his tongue and went to a doctor that sewed that thing back on. And he spoke. In our classes, he spoke with clarity. He taught us to speak with clarity, to preach with clarity, and to read God's word with clarity. That was nothing short of a miracle because God had a special work uh, for him to do. Our tongue is important. Can you imagine if you couldn't speak a word? Just open your mouth, but keep that tongue. Whoa, don't let it, don't let that thing run out there. This This was probably a joke. During the invitation time, a lady came down the aisle and told the pastor, Pastor, I want to lay my tongue on the altar. He said, ma'am, it's 12 foot long, help yourself. (laughs) Listen, not only women, us men folk, our tongue can get to wagging. You know what I think? We ought to be like a dog. If we wag our tail, more we do our tongue. We might be better off. We'd have less words to take back, right? We'd have less words to take back. And we do. I do. We do. We say things we ought to not say. It's like, where did that come from? The devil, he will see to it that this tongue could be used as a fire. As the Bible says, deadly poison. Well, let me give you a last thing. We're talking about ways in which we need to grow up. We don't need to walk as the lost crowd walks. We don't need to go to bed mad. We don't need to be in the stealing business. We need to guard our tongue. But last of all, if we, if we are going to uh, grow up as a Christian, we need to grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Verse 30. Verse 30 is very plain and simple. I grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Okay? Whereby... Ye are sealed until the day of redemption. Okay? What's that mean? Excuse me. When we got saved, okay? When we got saved, we were sealed by the Holy Spirit of God. We belong to God. It's God's business what he does with us. All the way to the day that we will be redeemed. I think about this many times. I have, and you probably have, got the envelope, addressed it, got everything ready, put the paperwork in there, put the check in there, and licked that thing and sealed it up and ready to go and think, gosh, did I sign that check? Ah, you can't get it open without tearing it up, right? You can't get it open without tearing it up. And come to find out, well, I did sign it or I didn't sign it. Either way, you tore the envelope up. Now, listen. Once we're saved, we're always saved, and the devil can't change that. All right? Listen to me now. We're under the blood of Jesus. Our souls have been saved by the blood and the power of God Almighty through His Son Jesus Christ. Right? Can I hear you? Can I get a witness? All right. Now. The devil's not happy, okay? He ain't happy with you and me. In fact, he is madder than fire right now at you for sitting in this place and he's talking to you right now. You don't need to pay him any attention. Don't pay that word no attention. You got it going on. What he's trying to do is get your envelope open. But the thing about it is, he can't get it open without breaking the seal. And he can't do it, he can't break the seal. Oh, he can kick the envelope around. He can stomp on the envelope. But he can't get to, he can't break the seal because it's sealed until the day of, what does the Bible say? The day of redemption. When I'm redeemed out of this world. When I'm taken up into the cloud to meet my Lord and he will unveil and he will undo and he will unseal that envelope where my soul has been planted and sealed and until the day redemption, We simply need to grow up. 1 John 1, 9, and I'll close. 1 John 1, 9 is very simple. If we confess our sins, he's faithful, he's just, and he will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. That verse is to backslidden Christians. Okay? And that's... All of us. Because it says, if I confess my sins, all right? S-I-N-S. That's more than one. If I confess my sins, God is faithful. He will forgive. He will forget. He will cleanse. So how do you know that's not to the lost? Because the lost are guilty of one S-I-N, and that's rejecting Jesus. That's fact, that's the only sin that will send anybody to hell, rejecting Jesus Christ. So you need to write that down. 1 John 1, 9, I quote it, I quote it, I confess it. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Cleanse my heart and hear my prayer, Lord, because without you, I know I'm nothing but with you. I can do all things through Christ. The Bible says, who strengtheneth me? Well, don't let uh, whoever these people are out there, whoever they are, God knows who they are, And God will take care of that. So when you hear it and or see it, tell them, say, hey, I'd rather not hear that. But I just want to tell you something. I'm praying for you and I love you. I'm praying for you and I love you. And people say, don't pray for me, pray for yourself. I said, I do that too. But I'm going to pray for you. Your name's called, I'm going to call it. Listen, God knows there's a lot going on, a lot of churches going through change. But I like what Brother Max said one time standing right in this spot right here. We are First Baptist and we're going to stay First Baptist. We are a cooperating Southern Baptist church. We are independent from everybody else, okay? We give and we pray and we go. Amen? That's what we're about. So that uh, slobbering mad dog crowd is out there. It's okay. You're going to find them. They're going to cross your path. They're going to try to change your mind. So just uh, be ready for it. Father, I thank you for the time you've given us in your house today. And Lord, I pray for every person sitting in this room right now. God, that you'd help us to grow up as Christians. To be a lighthouse for others to see Jesus in us. Lord, we don't always do it right. We're not perfect. So we ask you to forgive us where we failed you. Give us courage. Give us strength to move on. Lord, I pray for any person in this room today that's never been saved, that today would be that day that they would come to this altar and say, I want to be saved. And perhaps they have been saved out there somewhere, never been baptized. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would bring them. To be baptized, Lord, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, if there's some here that's been visiting our church and has been thinking about joining, if today's the day, give them courage to walk. And Lord, I'll thank you and I'll praise you for all you do for us. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.